We are learning Daf Pei Zayin. We're starting from the Mishnah on the bottom of Pei Vav Amid Bey. says the Mishnah, If two men are sending the same exact kitten to their wives. So what's happening here is that the names of the husbands and the wives are exactly the same. And they're both sending their gitin to divorce their wives through a common shliach. So this shliach, the Asian, has both of these gitin. He's supposed to deliver, obviously, the right one to each wife. But what happened was, Venice Arvu, then they got mixed up, that's confused, and now the agent doesn't know which get um, is supposed to be given to which women. So now, Allah is, no he can give both gitin to both women. And then in that scenario, we don't know which get was the correct one for each wife, but each one certainly ended up receiving the correct get. However, if one of them would therefore be lost, the second one is bottle, meaning it's void in the sense that it has no <coughs> purpose because we don't know which one it should be given to and therefore wouldn't be able to affect divorce. Another case, let's say five men wrote this, they're basically using the same get together. They wrote the common text all together. They wrote, I, someone, someone divorcing my wife, and then they wrote the next name of the next husband, so-and-so, divorcing my wife, so-and-so. And then, so they're all joining together in one big text for a get. And then they aid them signed below the, all, the whole text. What's the halacha kulun share? And they're all valid. Meaning you have a get, which is valid for all five couples. And then you give the get uh, <coughs> to each of the women. And that, that will affect the divorce for all five. However, if a separate typhus was written for each of the couples, so meaning to say it's not all written together, the typhus is the basic the basic text here, but if there's a separate typhus that is written for each one, and the Edom are signed below, only the get that the, the, the witnesses' signatures are read with, meaning only the bottom one, the last one is kasher, but any get that are higher up are not good because maybe the witnesses were only trying to sign on the bottom the bottom get. Now, the Gemara will clarify exactly what is the scenario? What's a case where they're all sharing the same text? What's a case where they have a separate toe face and we say the Adam maybe are only going on the bottom one? The Gemara will clarify some of these details. So first, the Gemara begins by analyzing the first part of the Mishnah, which is when the two identical gittin were sent together and it got mixed up. The agent doesn't know what to, whose is who, so he gives the both gittin to both. So the Gemara says, Mantana, who's the Tana that this can work? It's not like Rebbe Lazar. We've had this machlokas a few times in Misachas gittin. Rebbe Meir Shita is at Edi Chasima Karti, and Rebbe Lezer Shita is at Edi Misira Karti. And this makes a big difference about the meaning of the Pasuk Vakasa Venasan. According to Rebbe Meir, the, the effect of Vakasa is through the Chasima. The Chasima, the signature is done Lashma. That's what makes the, the get effective. Whereas according to Rebbe Lezer, it's the writing and the handing over. The writing and then the handing over in front of witnesses, that's what makes it effective. So Rabbi Yirmi is saying that our Mishnah would not be Rebbe Lazar. Do you Rebbe Lazar? If you go like Rebbe Lazar, the witnesses who are seeing the delivery of the get, they give it the power to affect the divorce. So we're assuming that the witnesses then have to know in the Nesina itself, in the giving itself, which get is affecting the divorce. Here they don't know which of the two Kitin is being divorced. So you can't say that the Nesina is being done Lashma. The Gemara is making an interesting assumption. The Gemara is assuming that the same way, according to Rabbi Eliezer, the writing has to be Lashma, because of Nasa, and then so then the Mesira as well has to be Lashma. And if you have two identical Gitin that are being given through an agent who doesn't know which one is for which, you cannot view that act of giving as the Nesina, as the Nesina which is being done Lishma, and if it cannot be viewed as being done Lishma, so then it should be good, it should not be good according to Rebbe Lezer. It must be the Mishnah is not like Rebbe Lezer, rather it's like Rameir, that the Eide Chassim Akarti, and since the, the Eidim, when they signed it, they signed it Lishma, 
So even though it subsequently got mixed up, we don't know which get is for which. It would be fine if we give both to both women. So Abayi Amar, no, Afilu Tim Rebbe Lazar, we're going even like Rebbe Lazar. Ema Tabayi Rebbe Lazar, Ksiva Lishma. The din of Lishma is only in the Ksiva, like Rebbe Lazar. Vekasav is the part that needs the, to be done with the right intent. And in Asin Lishma Bibayi, did we ever find that Rebbe Lazar requires that the giving of the get be done Lishma? There's no such requirement. So therefore, as long as both get and were given to each woman, the divorce will be chal. There's no din that the Nisina, the act of the giving itself, has to be done Lishma. So in conclusion, uh, the Mishnah could therefore be even like Rebbe Eliezer. <coughs> then we move on to analyze the point where a bunch of husbands are sharing the same text. So it seems that there's a case that works, um, that the signatures of the Edom go on all of it and it's fine. And then there's a case where we say, no, only the signatures might be only going on the bottom one. So the Gemara tries to clarify. What's a case of a common text where all of them are valid? What's a case where you have a separate tofes? For each couple, where we say that it's no good because the Adam are perhaps only signing on the bottom one. So the Gemara explains, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Zaman and it depends. If there's one date for all five sections, Zao Cloud, then that's a common text and therefore all of them are valid. Zaman but if it lists the date separately for each one of the sections, for each couple, Zao Tofes, that's what we mean that there's a separate Tofes for each couple. So the point that we're saying is that even if it says five separate uh, different texts of the Ged, as long as there's only one date, for all of them, then that would be valid. That's the Chiddush of Rabbi Yochanan. It all depends on the date. One date, so then that's one document. The Adam will be signing in the entire document, and if it speaks about five couples, then they can all be included in the get. But if separate dates, that's where it gets separated. Even if it only has one date, it could still be considered a toface if the couples are listed separately. That's the point. If it says each one separate, so-and-so is divorcing so-and-so, and then it goes on and says so-and-so is divorcing so-and-so, so then that, the aiding would only be validating the last section because if it lists the couple separately, then that would be considered separate documents and therefore perhaps the Adam are only signing on the last one. So according to Reish Lakish, what's a case of a common text where the Adam would be signing on all of it together? If it said it in a collective form, we so-and-so and so-and-so divorce our wives, so-and-so and so-and-so. In this case, it's listing all the husbands together before it gets to the wives. So here it's clearly a collective document and the Adam therefore are signing on all of it together. So fundamental machok is Reish Lakish for it to be considered one big collective document and the Adam signing all of it has to be that the husbands are listed together before the wives. If it lists the couple separately, then only the last one would be good. According to Rabbi Yochanan, it's good. It's one big collective document as long as there's one zman, as long as there's one date for all of it. Says the Gemara Kasha, According to Rabbi Yochanan, that as long as there's one date, then it's one common text, even if the couples are named separately. Why aren't we concerned that when the Adam signed, they only meant to sign in the last section and not on the previous ones? What's the pshat? How, how how is he confident that, that to validate the get for all five couples if they're li- if they're listed separately? Where do we where do, what's the basis for this question? Milotanya, because don't we see in a get If witnesses are signed on sheila shalom, meaning at the end of the get. The Adam is instructed the witnesses to ask about Stam, see how somebody is doing. And the witnesses sign after that She'ila Shalom, after that point that the husband, you know, sends a greeting to Shimon. What's the Allah apostle? The get, whole get is no good. Why? I, the Adam, sign? Because maybe the signing was only to the, to the greeting and not to the text of the get written above. So if the Adam are signing on a bunch of couples' names that are listed separately, so maybe they're only signing on, on, the, on the last section. Just as over there, when they sign on, there's a get, and then 
they're Sheila Shalom and then the Edom are there, we say it's no good. The get is no good because maybe they're only signing on the Sheila Shalom. So here too, perhaps they're only signing on the last couple. So that should prove like the sheet of Rish Lakish that the only way it could be good is that the couples are not listed separately. Says the Gemara, no. Lavid Marla, didn't it say about that price? So I'm Rabbi Dima Fashim Rabbiochan, explain to me Rabbi Yochanan, Shalu puzzle. If it was worded ask about so-and-so, then it's no good because that's a separate statement because it begins shalu with the word shalu. But if there's a vav which connects the inquiry of peace together with the rest of the get, vishalu, and also inquire kosher, then the whole get is valid. What's the pshat? Because the lush, the vav is machaber. It, 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 it's viewed as a continuation of the previous text. And then if they're Adam are signing, they're signing on the entire thing. So if it's worded with a vav, then, then it's viewed as a continuous text, and then the Adam go on the whole thing. So once that is explained by Yochanan over there in the price, so Sachanami, let's apply that over here with the couples. Even if it lists the couples separately, but if it says it with a vav, so then it's one collective text. Hachanami, desibe, plony, plony, plony. It says, I so and so, and I so and so. So therefore, since it, there's a vav, so we can assume it's a continuous text and that the Adam were signing on all of the sections collectively. Says the Gemara, another Kasha and Rabbi Yochanan from the Mishnah, but two, Rabbi Yochanan, Damar Zaman, according to Rabbi Yochanan, that as long as there's one date, <coughs> as long as, um, as long as there's one date, it's good, and it has to be only that there's a separate date for each one. That's when it's a separate tofes. My area, Mishim tofes. Then why is the Mishnah saying that the, that's no good because it's listed separately? If there are separate dates, but typically, then let it just be derived. Because the Gittin were written by day and signed by night, meaning they're signed at a later date than they're writing. The Gemara is making the assumption here that when Rabbi Yochanan was referring to each one having their own date, he's referring to an assumption that it was a different date was recorded for each section. The Gemara is interesting why the Gemara is assuming that, but that's what the Gemara is assuming, that it's not just that they each have their own date, but that they have different dates. Therefore, that would mean that the Adam signing on the bottom are not signing on the same time frame as some of the dates. And the Gemara's question is, therefore, forget about whether they're signing on all of them. Even if they do mean to sign on all of them, the halacha is that Adam have to sign at the same time frame that the get was written. That was back in the Mishnah on Daf Yud Zion. So we're assuming that if they were dated separately, then that means they were dated with different times, then it should stop no be, be no good because the Adam aren't signing in the same time frame that they was written. So the Gemara explains, the cases where it said as follows, on Sunday and on Sunday, meaning it's the same exact time that's being recorded for each one of the gittin. It just means that we listed the, the, the date again and again. That's the point. So if it listed the date separately again and again, so that's where we say then clearly there are separate gittin here and perhaps the Adam are only signing on the last one. But the date itself is the same date. Of course, you'd be right. If it's not the same date, then it wouldn't be good for a different reason because the Adam wouldn't be signing... <coughs> <coughs> in the correct time frame. Continues the Gemara. Now we're going to ask in Rish Lakish. Even if there's only one date, would we consider a separate tofes for each couple if they're named separately? How is it only a common text? If it was written on a plonic, 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 where it said all the husbands, we have divorced our wives. If so, isn't it really that two women are divorced with the same get? Since it's saying so collective of a text that we are divorcing our wives, so it should be viewed that the women are all being divorced with one get. You should write it for her. And isn't the implication love, not for her and her friend? Meaning, a get 
And its tax cannot be a chafs of a get. It cannot be an entity of a get that is divorcing two women at the same time. According to Rish Lakish, it's basically, it's not pshat, there are many getting in the same document. It's one get. And it, just to understand is that Bishlam, according to Rabbi Yochanan, even though it's in the same document, but it's many document that contains many gittin. That's the whole idea. It could have one piece of parchment, but it contains many gittin because it's listing the couple separately. But like Rish Lakish, that the, all the husbands are named together and it's we are divorcing these women collectively. So then that's basically many gittin, the same get divorcing many women. And the Gemara is assuming that we learn from the Pasuk, that you can't have a get which divorces uh, many women simultaneously. So the Gemara explains, no, it is good. The, the other Kasav, afterwards, after writing all collectively, then the scribe wrote, Plone Girish Plonis, Plone Girish Plonis. He made a separate one. He made a separate get for each of the couples, and therefore it's valid. Says the Gemara, Why is it different than what we see in the price? If someone wrote all of his property to his two slaves who are Canaan and Kanu, the halacha is they each acquire half of it. And Meshachar says that. And since they're each one is now half free and half owned by the by the by their other by the other slave. They can eat they each free one another. So in other words, when he's writing away all his property to a slave, the halacha is that usually that's a way of freeing him because slave is part of the assets of the owner. But in this case where he's writing all of his pro- all of his stuff to two of the slaves, so the two slaves are jointly acquiring the property. So each one has half an ownership of himself and half an ownership of the slave. So therefore each one acquires half the possessions and they will each free one another. So Pashtus, what's the case? The master is giving away the property in the, of the slaves jointly in one document, and we're saying they both acquire freedom in this document. So basically what the Gemara is saying is the same way we see by slaves that with one document, <clears throat> they, can, they can free one another. Presumably that means they, they can acquire one another. Presumably that means that it gets shikhar, that a document of emancipation, presumably that shows that it can be affected together in one document. So why can't a wife be like that? We've been assuming that a wife cannot be divorced. Um, two, two wives cannot be divorced with the same gap, but don't we see over there by get that you could? So the Gemara answers, well, no, we've already interpreted that. The Brass was talking about that. It was two separate documents. We said this way before in Dafman Bay. So it's not the same document. Rather, it was separate documents, but we stick to the point that we're saying that really to, to affect whether it's a get Shechor or a get Isha, if you're divorcing or freeing two separate wives or two separate slaves, then there has to be an own sense of document, one for, for, for both of them. Says Gemara now. Again, how the Mishnah was allowing them to use the get together. According to Rabbi Yochanan, it could be good. We assume the Edom are signing on all of it together as long as it's one date. According to Rishlakish, we only assume that the Edom are signing it together if in the beginning of the document it said that all the husbands, we together, are divorcing all these wives. So the Gemara says, We have a Brisa, one Brisa that goes like Rabbi Yochanan, one Brisa that goes like Rishlakish. The Brisa says like Rabbi Yochanan, it says as follows. Five men writing together. So I, so-and-so, divorcing my wife, so-and-so. Plony plonis or plony plonis is manachalakulan. As long as there's one day for all the sections of Edom and the Edom are below, kulan share, they're all valid. And the divorce is effective. The document then is given to each and every woman and that she's divorced. However, if there's a separate date for each one of each one of the sections, and then the Edom are below, only the sections that the Edom signatures are read with, only the bottom one is valid, the other ones are not. So, so far we see exactly like Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says, If there's space between the sections, then the upper four are no good. If there's no space, kosher. See, he's saying that even if there are separate dates, it could still be kosher as long as there's no space. In his view, a date does not separate between the sections. So, 
<coughs> the Tanakama very clearly supports Rabbi Yochanan. Yes, it's true that Rabbi Yochanan is saying even with separate dates, it could still be valid <coughs> as long as there are no spaces. But the Tanakama here is an absolute proof to the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan. Then the Gemara continues, Tanakama said to Rishlakish, we have the Brisa which says, like Rishlakish, Rishlakish again held that even if it's the same date, it's not considered good unless it's worded in a way that all of them collectively are divorcing together. So it says in the Brice, five men are writing a common text in the Gad. They write, we so and so. Have divorced our wives, so and so and so and so. And there's only one date. And then they're all good. The document should be given to each one of the women. But if there's a separate date, and there's a space dividing, and then only below uh, do we find the Edom, then only the bottom one would be Kasher. Even if there's no space between them, possible it is no good, because the, the, the date separates between them, <coughs> and therefore the Edom who signed below may not have intended to sign in the earlier parts. So we clearly see that the only way it can work was um, from this bride. So it's like Rish Lakish, where it's worded that they're all collectively making the divorce. It doesn't help that there's just one date. It has to be very much emphasized in the text that the that they're all divorcing together. <coughs> it says the Gemara for Rish Lakish, according to Rish Lakish, my area is man, why does the bride so say <coughs> that it's no good if the date is listed separately? It, it needs more than that. It needs that the couples are listed together. Ha, my Rish Lakish says, even if there's one date, it's still considered... <coughs> separate tofsim if the couples are named separately. So what's the pshat that the price is emphasizing that it's no good if there are separate dates? So the Gemara says, It only applies to a case where the men, the name of the men and women weren't initially grouped together. If in the Brisex case they were initially grouped together, <coughs> meaning in the beginning it listed them all together, so then he man if separately, if the date then came and separated them one one another in, then they're considered separated and the top ones are no good. But if there was not a separate date, then low then it would still be considered one baguette and it would be valid. So basically, the Brisa is saying, in order for it to be good, this is the Brisa like Rish Lakish, it has to be all worded together. We collectively are divorcing our wives and then we have to continue and make sure that it doesn't separate them with a separate date continuing in the Brisa. Only with both points together will it be kosher in the opinion of Rish Lakish. Whereas according to the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan, as long as it's one date, that's fine. It never needs to list them all collectively in the in the get, it's fine if it would list the couples separately. So now the mission continues to discuss where exactly the Adam sign and in what way that they sign on a get. Uh, and just a little introduction is that you sign with the name of your father. So in Hebrew, you would write Reuven ben Yaakov Aid. The person signing his name would be Reuven, and his father's name would be Yaakov. However, if you sometimes you write in the Greek language, even if you'd write the same exact thing, Reuven ben Yaakov Aid, in the Greek language, it's actually interpreted the exact opposite way. You would understand that there the person's name would be Yaakov, and that the Yaakov is the son of Reuven. So it's a little bit confusing, but in Greek, you're understanding as if it's interpreted from left to right, and in Hebrew, you're, you're reading it from right to left. So here, the Mishnah discusses a case where snake you have two kittens and one piece of parchment, but the texts are written one next to the other, right? There are two columns. So what is the, the scenario here? You have the signatures of two Hebrew witnesses, that are extending below this get to the right, and going onto the area below the get on the left. So let's say it says Ruven 
under the right get, and we'll say Ben Yaakov under the left get. Ushnayim, Edim, Yavanim, and then two Greek witnesses, are extending from below the get on the right to below the get on the left. The same exact scenario, but remember, in Greek, that means their 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 name is really under the left side. So you would you would sus- suspect that the halacha should be that both of them are good because. The, the get on the right has the names of two Hebrew witnesses on the right. And then the, the get on the left has the name of two Greek witnesses with their names on, on the left side. But however, the Mishnah says that's not the case. The halacha is Only the, whichever one, whichever, whichever the top two witnesses are, that get is kosher. So if the top two witnesses were in Hebrew and the, the bottom two witnesses were in Greek, so then only the right get would be kosher and not the left get. And it would be, if it would be the inverse, if you would have the Greek witnesses first, and then only the left get would be good and the right get would not be good. What happens if you have a scenario? You have one Hebrew witness and one Greek witness. And then one Hebrew witness and one Greek witness under them. So it's kind of like alternating. And again, they're extending from below this get to below the next one. Then in that case, both of them are no good. The Gemara will have to explain why. Rashi complicates this case a little bit. He explains that the first thing that's written under the get is very simple. Reuven and Yaakov ate, so you only have a, 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 a signature under the right gap, but he explains that what's happening is that then the Greek signature comes and the, the, it would say, Rashi always gives example in Greek of Yosef and Shimon. So it would just say Yosef under the, the left side, which is the father's name. And then the Ben Shimon aid, which is then on the next line under that, which is where the son is. So basically it ends up being that the Greek person's primary name is only under the right get. Then you have the next signature of the Jewish signature would be, let's say, someone Rashi says name Kehas, and that one is only under the left side. And then Ben Levi, which would be going to the next line under the under the right side get. And then you just have a regular Greek signature um, that goes from one to the other. So they're alternating, and the Gemara will explain what exactly the issue is here, but we're saying that no none of the Gittin are kosher in that case. So the Gemara tries to understand what's going on. Says the Gemara question, First of all, in the mission's first case, why aren't both getting validated just by the top set of witnesses? All it said is, is Reuven, Reuven Ben Yaakov. So Reuven Ben Yaakov, why don't we assume that Reuven was under the right side, that Ben Yaakov was under the left side? So why actually, why, maybe it's a signature on both of them. Because Reuven itself is a good signature for the right side, and Ben Yaakov is a good signature for the left side. How do we know that? Tatanan, Ben Ish Poloni Aid Kasher. Even if a witness only signed by writing the son of so-and-so witness, it's Kasher, even though he didn't sign his own name. So if a person just says, Ben Yaakov, that's a kosher thing. So the right side has the Yaakov, has the Ruvain rather, and the left side has the Ben Yaakov aid. So both of them have their own signatures. So even even just having the two Hebrew, even just having the two Hebrew witnesses, that should be that should be totally good. How come the two partial sing like break up the signature in two, have one part going on the right side, one part going on the left side, and then just both kitten should be valid from the top two Hebrew witnesses. Why is that not good? So the Gemara explains the cost of Ruvain Ben Akama Yaakov Aid Abasra. Under the right side it said Ruvain Ben and under the left side it said Yaakov. Yaakov Aid. So therefore, yes it's true Ben Yaakov could be a signature, but under the left side it didn't say Ben Yaakov, it just said Yaakov Aid. Says Lamar still, Ben. Let the get on the right be good with Ruven Ben. So she'll be good with Yaakov Kasher. So let the first one be good with Ruven Ben and let the second one be Yaakov Aid. So just Yaakov Aid. Now, 
that's a little bit of a confusing question because what's the person's name? You know, that would be good if his name was Yaakov, but if his name is Reuven, then it's no good. So the Gemara explains two answers. The locus of eight. Either he didn't write eight after his name, and it only works if you write your name aid. So it could be that, that each sider didn't write aid after his name, and each one needs an aid. Even if he did write aid, so he had din by chasim to love Yaakov, but you know his name is Reuven, not Yaakov. So therefore, you can't, you can't have it. You can't split it and say, I have two signatures. If his name is Reuven, and that, that, that's why the right one is good, so then you can't say, oh, his name is also Yaakov, and the left one is good, because it's as if he wrote Yaakov, because he, he, it's as if he signed his name Yaakov aid. That's no good, because his name is Reuven, not Yaakov. So the Kabara says, but why is, why is that a problem? Dilma Maybe Ruvain signed below the second get with his father's name. Meaning, maybe there's a concept of actually using someone else's name and that's a valid signature. It's in your handwriting, but instead of writing your own name, you wrote your father's name. It says the Gemara, you don't do that. No person would not use his own name and use his father's names. We don't do that. So therefore, Yaakov Aid cannot be a separate signature for the second get. It can, has to be a continuation of the first signature of the right get. Says the Gemara, maybe Reuven is using his father's name like a simon. Um, and you could do such a thing. You could use a simon, even not never even writing your name, just some sort of sign, and that's a valid signature. Where do we see precedent? That Rab Tsai or Kaver, Rab would draw a fish instead of using his name. Rab Khanina Kharusa, he would draw a palm palm branch. Rab Khanina Vachista Samach, Vachista would write the Samach, Ravoshi Ayn, Ravoshi would write the letter Ayn. Rab Ravuna Tsai Machusa, Rab Ravuna would draw a part of a ship. So there's the, there's a concept of doing that. So maybe a person would use his father's name and sign in that mode, not as his own name. It's obviously his father's name, but he's using his father's name as a sign. Says the Gemara, that's a chutzpah. A person is not such chutzpah that he uses his father's name as a sign. So Yaakov Eid cannot be a simon for Reuven's signature. So therefore, we're going to come out that the only signature of Reuven is on the right side. Says the Gemara question. Okay, very good. So I understand why the top two witnesses are not being machsher both get in. What's wrong with using the top two signatures for the right side and the bottom signatures, the two Greek ones, for the left side? We know that the Edom don't have to sign in the same language as it gets. So if you have a Hebrew get signed by Greek witnesses, that's fine. So what's the issue here? With the left side, the left side will have the two Greek witnesses. Because remember, in, in Greek, you read from left to right. So even if it's written Reuven ben Yaakov in Greek, that means the name is Yaakov, the son of Reuven. So therefore, the left side has two witnesses. Maybe you'll tell me the issue is that it's separated because I, I have the Hebrew witnesses on top. So maybe that, that, that forms a separation between the Greek signatures and the, and the Gets. Maybe it's no good because of the space. But Amar Chizkia said, The halacha is, if you fill the space with relatives, it's still good. Because it's not, it's not blank space. Blank space is no good. Because you can always write other sorts of, um, of texts, which might be a problem. You're not allowed to do that. The Atom have to sign right under. But as long as it's, the space is filled, even if it's filled, even if it's filled with things that aren't important, like let's say the names of relatives that aren't doing anything because they're relatives, but Lamaisa, the, the space is filled. So if this space is filled, it's not a problem. So, so to hear, if it's filled by the Hebrew witnesses, that shouldn't be a problem as a heftic between the Greek witnesses and the left get. So why is the get on the left not good? So the Gemara says, you're right. You have to say that actually the correct text in the Mishnah should be that both Gittim are valid. That should be the halacha. However, what's the pshat that our Tana doesn't hold that way? Maybe the lower set of Edim signed in a backwards way. Gundulis means they did it something weird. 
even though generally the Greek, the Greek order is, is to read from left to right, maybe here they tried to make their names like the names of the upper set of witnesses because they signed after Hebrew witnesses. Then it would turn out that all the witnesses, even the lower set, were, were signing on the right get. So the same way in Hebrew, it's going from right to left. Reuven ben Yaakov, his name is Reuven. So maybe the lower two witnesses, the Greek guys also, they did it in an unconventional way and they were really signing um, on the right get. Then the next case, where it alternated between a Hebrew witness and a Greek witness. So we say that both are no good. So the Gemara says, why not? Let the one good be good by the one Hebrew witness and the one Greek witness. And the other one be good by the one Hebrew witness and the one Greek witness. Remember, Rashi clarified the case where it ends up being that each get seems to have one Hebrew and one Greek. And we know, again, you can mix and match. You can have one signature of Hebrew and one of Greek. So what's the issue? So the Gemara explains, really, you're right. Fundamentally, it should be good. Both would be valid. But the reason the Greek witnesses did it unconventional and, and, and he switched around following a Hebrew way and therefore it would come out. Plus, you really have three witnesses on one get, only went one witness on the other get, and you don't know which either get. We don't know which one it might be that way, that was has the unconventional one. So therefore it could turn out that each column is possibly three witnesses um, and the other one is one, but you don't know which one. And therefore, practically both of the Gittin are not going to be good. Continues the Mishnah. Shire makes us again. Let's say somebody left over part of the text of the Ged. Because of Davashini, he wrote it on a second column. He didn't finish the whole Ged in one column. So he wrote part of it on a second column. Next, go to the Edim Mamata, the Edim sign underneath that, underneath the second column. Kasher, the Ged is still valid. The Gemara will explain more about the circumstances for that. Chasma, Edim Baroshadaf, the Edim sign on the top of the column, Minatzad, on the side of the text, only Akhar, on the back of an open Ged, Pashut, Pashul. It's no good. There is a case of the Edom signing on the back by a get kosher, a whole scenario with the Kohanim's get, but in a regular get, when they sign in the back, it is no good. They have to sign specifically on the bottom of the text or else we're scared that's something to tamper with. Continues the Mishnah. Hikav Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, if one attached the top of this get to the top of another get, so that means that one of them is flipped around, um, and there are two there are two gittin that are put next to each other, but the top of one is flipped around to meet the top of the other. The Adam Ems and the Adam sign in between the two gittim Shneim Sulim both are no good because the signatures are not read with either get. And the Gemara will discuss that as well. So but if the bottom of the get is attached to the bottom of another get. So you're connecting the two bottoms, the Edom and the Edom are signed between the two of them. The get that the signatures are wed with is valid, and the other one is not. So in other words, the bottom of one is connected to the bottom of the other. So the top one is going to be good. That's just like a regular one, but the bottom one um, that has flipped around its bottom to meet the other bottom would not be good. The top of this get is attached to the bottom of the get. The Edom and the Edom are in the are in the middle. The get that the signatures are read with at the end that would be valid. So here you're not flipping anything around. It's just one get and then and then the witnesses and then another get. So only the top one would be good because the Edom are on the bottom of that one. Now we go back to a regular get. If you have a case of a get which is written in Hebrew, and the signatures are in Greek, or the opposite, the, the writing is in Greek and the signatures are in Hebrew. If you have one witness in Hebrew, one witness in Greek, or we've mentioned this case before, if you have one witness and the ksav of the sofa, the writing of the scribe, kosher. In all these cases, the get is still kosher. Remember, that ksav sofa was a controversial thing. Some people, some Amram changed the gear set to chasam sofa, that it was the 
the signing of the sofer and another witness. And the Gemara will get to that again. Continues the Mishnah, how do you sign? Ishploni Aid, if you just write so-and-so witness, kosher, it's valid, even if you don't write the father's name. Ben Ishploni Aid, if you don't write his name, he just writes the, the, his father's name. He says the, so and, the son of so-and-so, a witness, kosher, it is valid. Ishploni, Ben Ishploni, a locus of aid, kosher. If you write so-and-so, the son of so-and-so, without writing witness, it is kosher. Kach and this is what the Nikiah Hadas and Yishlaim did. They used to do that. They would write con- concisely. They would just write their name, the son of their father's name, without writing, without writing aid. Let's say that when you're writing the husband's name and the wife's name in the get, so you write the chanicha, the, the meaning the way that, 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 that their, their surname is called. Instead of writing their, their first name, you write the, the surname instead of their father's name. So, so the point is you're writing their name instead of writing the son of the so-and-so, you write the surname, it's still good. Other Rishonim learn that it means a nickname. Okay, so now the Gemara goes on the first part of the Mishnah. And the first part of the Mishnah that said, again, that's written in two columns, could still be good. So the Gemara says, how could it be good? Why aren't we concerned that these two columns were actually part of two separate getin. And then what happened that the date of the first get on the right was next to the signatures of the witnesses of the last get, the one on the left. It was really two separate getin. And then the husband and the first get, he, he did some, he tampered. He cut off the date and, and, and a lot of the, uh, of the, of the left get. And then the signatures of the witnesses of the right get. And then he placed them together. So how do we know that we actually have the correct thing when we have the Adam on the bottom of the left side? How do we know it's going back on what was with the column on the right side as well? Maybe actually what occurred is that the husband cut off the bottom right and he connect and he cut off the top of the left one and he put it together. So my answer is We're talking about a case where there's blank space under the right column. So you see that there was never any text that he cut off. So the Gemara says, okay, that's good. But then was Mandabasra make his guys. Maybe he cut off the data in the top of the of the of the left get and he can and he, and he put it together. So meaning even if you see he didn't cut off the bottom of the right, but maybe he still cut off the top of the left and brought it together. Says the Gemara, just like we said there, just as you said that we see blank space below the right column. So we see that there's space above the left column. So that shows there was no additional text. Says the Gemara, new question. A new question. Maybe the husband changed his mind about divorcing his wife, and then he decided to write again. So meaning, well, it's a little weird here that he, he wrote on the right column and then there's some space in the bottom and then he, there's more on the, on the left. So maybe that should make us wonder what happened and perhaps we should su- su- suspect that the husband started and then he switched his mind and says, actually, I don't want a divorce. And if he would switch his mind and regret it, so then that would be like canceling the of it and that would possible the get. And even if he reconsiders and reappoints the scribe, he's only authorizing the half to be written but the other half is now not good. Interesting thing, the Gemara assumes when you when you cancel, so then the part that you wrote becomes no good. So maybe the get should be invalid. So the Gemara says, no, it was like the middle of the line. The cost of the bottom of the right, it said at, and then the top of the left it said muteris. So it's so unlikely that he stopped in the middle of the line, it's much more likely that it was um, just a continuation. Says Gemara Dilma maybe it did happen. Says Gemara for such an extent we're not going to be choshish. Says the Gemara We're talking about a case that the borders of the stretched parchment can be uh, can be seen. So basically, they used to prepare it. Rashi explains to stretch it, they would tie stones on the borders and stretch it. So, so you see the original, the original part, um, the, the part is, is darker and thicker than the rest of the parchment. 
the, and you're able, you're able to very easily recognize the way it used to look off. So therefore, in our case, there's absolutely no concern that anything was, was cut off because you, you see the original borders. So this Rav Ashi, what is exactly Rav Ashi coming to say? It seems that the Pshad is Rav Ashi is, is, is coming to explain that you don't have to say what we said earlier, that there was space and that that's why we weren't concerned for cutting off. The Pshad could be just with a piece of parchment. You were able to specifically tell what the original, where the original borders were on the parchment. And that's why we don't have any chashash for anything being cut off.